The San Francisco Dance Film Festival presents Dancing Through the Lens, a bi-monthly podcast featuring guests from our dance and filmmaking communities, both near and far. Dancing Through the Lens offers a platform for artists in the dance world to share their interests and insights and discuss how they use film to create work and connect with audiences. I'm Claire Schweitzer. And I'm Coral Martin. This week, I spoke with Ben Estabrook, a longtime director, cinematographer, and educator of dance film who has collaborated with a myriad of artists and organizations, including the San Francisco Ballet, Amy Seiwert's Imagery, and the screen dance work of Simon Files and Katrina McPherson. We discussed many topics, including his shifting perspectives on screen dance pedagogy and how a chance meeting at a Halloween celebration led to the creation of the San Francisco Dance Film Festival. Ben Estabrook, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. You have a long history with San Francisco Dance Film Festival and probably an even longer history with dance film in general. But let's actually start at the beginning. What got you interested in film in the first place? For me, it was you know a pretty typical story, like around the fourth grade or so, I started making little stop motion animation films on a eight millimeter camera actually you know film and um uh, and you know like any boy that age I wanted to make the next Star Wars of course I guess you know from a pretty young age I knew I wanted to get into film and so I went down to UCLA with hopes of you know getting into the film school there but um but that's where definitely things kind of you know diverged a bit from the original plan and I ended up majoring in world arts and cultures down there which had absorbed the dance department you know a little before I got there so I started getting exposed to to dance, you know, just walking down the halls and, you know, hearing, you know, music from you know, West African dance, Indonesian dance and whatnot. And and then in one class of mine, just, uh, you know, unexpectedly got exposed to my first dance film by La 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 Human Steps, uh, you know, their film La 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 Human Sex. Completely blew me away. Uh, I mean, still to this day, I, I think it's a really brilliant film, but... Um, but just the fact that so much could be conveyed, you know, without any dialogue, you know, just all through sound design and you know, visually, uh, it just, something inside me clicked when I saw that. And from that point on, I was really pretty hooked <laughs> and had no idea at that point that, you know, it would have such a profound you know, impact on my, the direction of my career. But, um, but I knew it was something I loved and uh, wanted to pursue it in some way. So... Naturally, if you're honestly, if you're involved in dance film in any way, you're probably not specialized in one specific thing. You probably fill many different roles along those lines of dance and film. So what kind of roles have you done? Like what kind of projects have you done in this realm? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. And, you know, I think over time it's, it's kind of developed. I mean, at one point I was kind of picture myself more as an, an editor Technically, I'm pretty good, so I would get a lot of work as an assistant editor <laughs> early in my career, and and of course, everybody wants to direct. And, you know, in more recent years, I've I've definitely gotten drawn more towards the the shooting end of things, um, and have definitely shot more films than I've directed in recent years. But um, but but I'm still you know, very much interested in in directing, 
and look forward to getting back into that role soon. As far as the types of projects you've been involved with, there's such a wide array of uh, not only types of projects like music videos and um, performance captures, but also different approaches to the dance film form. Uh, I'm specifically thinking of um, you actually worked on the film uh, The Time It Takes with Simon Files and Katrina McPherson, whose work is generated mostly through improvisation with the camera and um, essentially developing like editing scores in the editing suite. So what have you learned from the different approaches that um, dancers take as far as approaching the camera? And um, has there been anything that surprised you as far as um, the approach someone has taken? Well, well, certainly Katrina and Simon have had a pretty profound impact on me. Uh, You know, I first met Katrina at the University of Utah when I was a grad student there and um, just <laughs> luck had it, you know, that she just happened to come out, you know, that first year I was there. And, and so that, that definitely like put me on a path, like uh, after meeting her and, and just really just completely rethinking, you know, the way to approach dance film. Because I mean, when I started, I mean, one of the first films, dance films I worked on with somebody else, you know, was um, a couple of film projects with Greta Schoenberg who, uh, you know, was on the podcast earlier, and um, some of you might know her. Yep. The founder of the San Francisco <laughs> Dance Film Festival. And, uh, but before, you know, she started the Dance Film Festival, uh, you know, she was making a lot of films herself. And her big thing, and, and, you know, at the time I was feeling this too, was just trying to make dance films more accessible and and trying to have more, like, narrative-driven dance films. And so this film we made together, The Nightingale, was, uh, you know, like this dance film noir which was a lot of fun. And it's funny looking back because, you know, I guess at the time I feel like that was kind of in response to the films we were seeing, which were mostly, you know, more abstract, not necessarily narratives. And I feel like you go to dance film festivals now and I feel like there's there's no shortage of like narrative driven dance films. So it's, I guess the pendulum's kind of swung the other way. <laughs> but, you know, I, I find generally I work with choreographers who have an idea and they approach me about it. Um, and kind of working from from there. It's definitely a range. I mean, like Amy Seiwert, another uh, good friend and collaborator, she she oftentimes starts from like a concept, uh, like for Just So, a film we made together, she, you know, the whole idea was this idea of kind of like anticipation, uh, you know, kind of like something is going to happen. And she wanted it to be, she wanted to work in comedy. You know, she just doesn't really do much that's funny so so no I mean it's always a little a little different I guess you know depending on the the collaborator um of of kind of what they're looking for so let's actually talk about the collaboration with Greta specifically because you were very instrumental in getting the San Francisco Dance Film Festival up and running um how do you to meet and how did you collaborate on sort of the initial stages of um uh, SFDFF yeah, well, at the time, you know, I was living in San Francisco, and um, I can't remember the exact year. Maybe it's like 2006 or seven or something. And, uh, you know, for anyone who's lived in San Francisco, you know, that Halloween is a big deal. And it goes on, you know, for much longer than one night. <laughs> and, uh, so it was, you know, one of the nights of Halloween's and uh, was out with my friends and the mission. And so I was dressed as one of the swans from Matthew Bourne's Swan Lake. And, uh, and of course, nobody had any idea what I was, you know, <laughs> and they just was like, all right, just 
other <laughs> freak in San Francisco. But um, but Greta came up to me, and she's like, "Oh, Matthew Bourne," <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, like someone understands." <laughs> so um, so it's kind of a fitting way looking back, you know, that that's how we met. Uh, so yeah, so it just kind of went from there. We we just started talking, found out that she just was a, at a point where she was looking for like a filmmaker to collaborate with. And I was looking for a choreographer to collaborate with. Uh, so, I mean, it's just, you know, great timing that we happened to, to cross paths then. And, uh, and at the point she was doing a couple, you know, some screenings at North beach, like at this, uh, like art gallery, like down in the basement. And then from there it kind of developed into, you know, she was just like, you know, I think we could do this. We could actually like make this into, you know, like a, real like film festival so it was pretty exciting you know that back in 2010 i guess we had our first first festival that was very very modest <laughs> looking back at it but, but you know but it was fun actually um fun fact the first um encounter i had well actually not the first encounter but one of the first encounters i had with the san francisco dance film festival was taking your workshop at berkeley this was a very long time ago <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, but that workshop was really the first spark that, or the really, really the first thing that told me that I could actually do this as well. And I think that's something very special about your method of teaching. And I think that's a very important part of your work in that you are very involved in screen dance education and screen dance pedagogy. Um, and how, I'm curious, how has your... Um, teaching evolved, especially over the last decade with shifting technologies um, and teaching in many different places as well. Yeah, well, well first off, well, thank you. That's, that's really nice to hear, Claire. Yeah, I have good memories of you being in that workshop. So I'm very glad you took it. <laughs> I'm yeah. glad to hear that, yeah, that it was helpful. Yeah, the ribbon dance is somewhere on a hard drive. I don't know where it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you take it up. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. It was a very elaborate set you made for that. That was great. Yeah, thankfully, you know, the festival has been supportive of, you know, wanting to have some education element as part of the festival. So, um, yeah, so I've been able to teach workshops as part of it for for a while now, which is, which is great. Um, and... I mean, I, I've definitely kind of gone back and forth. I, some workshops have been more technically focused. I mean, think in terms of technology. I guess, I mean, things have just changed so radically um, since we started. I mean, a lot of our submissions were still standard definition, you know, back in 2010. Uh, I mean, HD submissions were very rare, <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. which is just crazy to think now, you know. I mean, I, I feel like you know, my workshops, I, I, I try to keep the focus teaching the, the fundamentals, you know, <laughs> like, yes. and, uh, because I think it's really easy if you're starting out to go to a film festival now. And then, you know, it can be intimidating. I mean, seeing these films that look like they just, you know, came out of Hollywood and, uh, and it's like, like, how in the world am I going to make this? I just have like my, you know, iPhone. And <laughs> um, but um, so, so I don't know, I, I guess, I try to keep the focus really more on, um, you know, the, the starting from a strong concept for your film, and 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 really from there, you know, it's it really doesn't matter how it looks, you know, it, it's if it's a strong concept and there's good dance, and if it's shot and edited, you know, in a 
interesting way, it's it's going to be a good a good film. So, but I guess in some respects, it's easier now teaching because a lot more students have experience shooting and editing to to some degree. At least I feel like a lot more than than when I started out. So so that's kind of nice, you know, kind of get that out of the way and and get into the more the more interesting stuff. I know that a lot of dancers. Um, when they're first getting into dance film, there's often this huge learning curve as far as learning film technology. I mean, obviously cameras, resolution, frame rates, as well as uh, filmic language and how to really best communicate um, your concept through the medium of film. Um, I'm very interested. What's the learning curve like from someone coming from a filmic background and having them learn how to film dance or collaborate with dancers. It's interesting because, you know, filmmakers, they have it pounded into their head. You know, that story is, is, is everything, you know, it's like, if you don't have story, it's like, just don't even bother. And so I think it's really like just mind boggling, you know, to a lot of filmmakers that like, like a lot of dance, like, doesn't have a story <laughs> like it just like just doesn't compute and so I, I feel like a lot of filmmakers try to force that onto dance you know and and if they're collaborating with a choreographer I mean and if they have a strong will <laughs> then you know they might succeed in that and uh and end up making some narrative driven piece uh so so I think that's a challenge. I think it could be beneficial if filmmakers, you know, open their mind a little bit, you know, to um, the possibilities that are out there beyond just narrative-driven work and try to, you know, kind of appreciate all that's out there, you know, that you could do, you know, without without a narrative. So, and I think for filmmakers, it's it can just be, I mean, certainly the terminology of dance, you know, can be uh, a little intimidating if they don't know, you know, the vocabulary. Um, and... And then there's just like, it's just so different working with actors. But with, with dancers, you know, it's like you have to be very mindful of their, uh, you know, I mean, you just have to watch out for their well-being and, you know, not uh, drive them into the ground. And so that, that I think is challenging, you know, um, because, a lot, I mean, dance and film really do clash in a lot of ways, you know, it's like once dancers are warmed up, they want to like go, you know, and. But film mm-hmm. is a lot of hurry up and waiting, you know, while the lights get set or the camera gets placed or whatever. And, and so and the dancers are like sitting there, like trying to stay warm and then like and then they're ready to go. And they just have this short little burst for, you know, a few, a few seconds and then like onto the next shot. And so I don't know. I, I think filmmakers just need to be aware of that. And I, I think it's I think it's challenging. You know, it's just different than what they're what they're used to. I think I read somewhere or actually someone told me that. Uh, dancers get injured at a higher frequency on film sets because you know that one move that they do at the very end of a show they're doing again and again and again on concrete so yeah definitely if you're working with dancers for the first time be mindful oh no that's i mean not surprising but that's (laughs) sad to hear (laughs) and i think that's why you know katrina's approach to filmmaking so brilliant you know because she uh i mean she has a background in you know, she is a dancer herself, you know, who, who learned film. And, uh, and so I think she, you know, kind of recognized those challenges. And, um, and when she's shooting, I mean, you know, the time it takes, I forgot how many hours of footage 
you know, dozens of hours of footage there is for that like <laughs> ten minute film, you know. Uh, but it's uh, you know it was a massive amount of footage that she shot for that because you know she just lets the camera roll, you know, unless the the dancers really you know get into it and I, I think it shows in her films you know I mean the quality of dance is always so strong we're coming up to the end of our time here but I'm very interested to know as someone who has been working in dance film for quite a long time and especially in light of uh, the last year where it seems that many people discovered dance film is there anything in particular that's exciting you about what's going on in dance film right now and the possible future of it well, yeah, I mean, certainly 2020 might, we might look back on that as the, you know, kind of the year of dance film. I mean, hopefully a lot of people, I mean, they're, I guess, kind of forced into it. <laughs> hopefully a lot of people, you know, came out of it with a better appreciation of what you can, what you can do, you know, on film and, and or at least has some curiosity sparked that they'll uh, continue to investigate and explore. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I think it's a little too, too soon to see how that all plays out. But, um, but but at the moment, certainly my, my big interest is kind of the intersection of dance and, and virtual reality. I, I think the possibilities here are just just massive. I mean, because, you know, I mean, I, of course, love film and there's always going to be film and we don't have to worry about VR replacing film. But, um, <laughs> you know, one thing with film that I feel like you certainly don't get with compared to a, a live, you know, dance performance is that that feeling of a presence, you know, and for those of us who are lucky enough to, to work with dance companies and are in the studio with dancers, you know, we know what it's like to see this incredible, gorgeous dancer perform just like a few feet away from you, you know, it's a very special thing. Uh, and, and on film, you know, I mean, we do all these things with the camera and with editing and, and whatnot to, you know, try to get a real you know, visceral experience to try to get you to really feel the dance uh, and, you know, can succeed to, um, you know, can certainly succeed with that. But but with virtual reality, I mean, the exciting thing about it, for me at least, is this sense of, of presence, you know. It's like you really are in this, well, virtual space, at least, you know, with this other dancing body or, or bodies. Obviously, other VR makers have caught on to this too. <laughs> I mean, if you go, yeah. if you, you know, go out to Sundance to their new frontier lab, like, um, mm -hmm. um, almost every year there's, there's some sort of virtual reality piece that has dance as a component to it, you know? And so that's, that's really exciting to see. And unfortunately right now, I mean, it's of course massively expensive to do, uh, to do virtual reality. Uh, but, um, and I don't think that cost is going to come down anytime soon. But um, but but there are more, you know, affordable ways now to do motion capture and, and whatnot. Uh, and so I, I am excited to see what comes of that. And and, and hopefully I, I hope to be able to make some work in that field too. You know, down down the road. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, we look forward to seeing it. Ben Estabrook, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Yeah, Claire, thanks so much for having me. The Catherine Clark Gallery and Box Blur, in association with the San Francisco Dance Film Festival, present an evening of performance and film on August 21st. The evening will include a dance performance by Emma Lanier and Kovari Suresh, 
as well as the screening of Janine Antoni's Spirit Labor, featuring the late, great Anna Halperin. More details can be found in the show notes. Dancing Through the Lens is a production of the San Francisco Dance Film Festival. It is produced and hosted by Coral Martin and Claire Schweitzer. Theme music for Dancing Through the Lens was composed by Daria Novo. You can find the San Francisco Dance Film Festival online at sfdancefilmfest.org and in the social media pages linked in the show notes.